Welcome to season two of The Retail Tea Break. My name is Melissa Moore, founder of The Retail Advisor. As a consultant, mentor, trainer and lecturer, I enable retailers and makers to reach their potential through sales growth and excellence in customer experience. I'm also your host of The Retail Tea Break. Each week, I'll be joined by industry experts, retailers and makers to decode the myths, share stories and their insights into this industry of ours. So if you enjoy listening to The Retail Tea Break, subscribe to the podcast and share it with others in the industry too. So sit back, grab that cup of tea and listen in. Welcome to The Retail Tea Break. In this week's episode of The Retail Tea Break podcast, it's just me. I'm back for the season finale to give you a bit of a rundown as to who I've spoken to and what they've had to say. I also want to bring you a couple of insights as to where I think retail sitting right now and maybe where it's headed in the future. So I kicked off season two of the Retail Tea Break podcast by talking to Ian Scott. As I'm sure you can tell from listening back to the episode, I'm a huge fan of this retail innovation expert. Ian's worked with so many global retail brands and he's truly passionate about the physical retail space. Ian talked to me about how physical stores are fighting back. You know, we've all gone online and shopped a lot more from the comfort of our homes during COVID and during lockdowns. And Ian spoke really passionately about how physical stores are enticing customers back in to get them to buy from them. He spoke about the new way of retailing really that actually in the old days we did just that we sat at home and we maybe researched or we browsed online before going into a physical space but now he says it's really useful for physical stores to be able to do that as well so instead of it being a one-way thing he talks about the new way of retailing that actually you can go into store touch and feel and maybe try on but then it's okay to be at home and order that stuff, that retailers are truly embracing this to enable customers to buy from them. So Ian had some incredible examples from his trips around the world and a few hopes and dreams as to maybe where he could go in the future, but he's someone to watch, he's someone to connect with, and I'm really delighted that I was able to get him on. The other interesting thing that Ian brought us is actually the way in which we can fight back by going back to basics. And I think going back to basics was a theme throughout season two of the Retail Tea Break podcast. Ian spoke about just understanding your customers. So he gave us a couple of ideas, some top tips. The first one then, do you understand your customer? Who are you selling to and why? Such a simple question, but do you and your team really understand the answer? Do you understand how to present an idea or an experience or a product that is different to your competition? Again, pre-COVID, lots of us would have been out and about looking at the competition, going to trade shows, getting inspiration. How much of that have you been able to do? Ian's third question then, do you understand how your customer wants to find you and engage with you? And again, you might have done that research before COVID, but are you up to date? Do you understand your customers' current needs and maybe how they may change in the future? So 
Ian was an incredible first guest to kick off season two of the Retail Tea Break podcast. And from there then, we moved on to Deirdre Martin. Deirdre is a fellow Women in Customer Experience member, as am I. And it was brilliant to have her on to show her expertise in the area of branding. So whether you're a maker or whether you're a creator, we know that branding is so important. But Deirdre really explained, well, what branding is, it's not just having a pretty logo, as you can see mine there behind me if you're watching this on YouTube. It's so much more from that. And she gave us some incredible examples about how it can really benefit us and also engage more and speak out to our customers. Deirdre talks about brand identity. She talks about different forms of communication and actually how communication fits in with your brand, which is something I'd never thought of before. I had seen them as two separate things. So it was really interesting to hear her take on how communication, your voice, your tone, the words you use are all so important to your brand identity. She took us right back as well. And just like Ian, she talked about the basics. And she also explained that how branding can really connect with your customer. So she talked about you understanding your vision. The second thing she talked about was your mission. And again, how you truly understanding who you are is a great way to entice your customers in. She also asked a really special question, and this is something I've thought about a lot since this second episode. What does success look like? And she explained why knowing where you want to go really speaks to your brand identity. So it was an incredible episode full of examples, and I learned so much, and I hope you did too. And again, just like Ian, you can reach out to Deirdre. She's on all the different social media channels, and you'll find her on LinkedIn as well. Episode three then started a really interesting link through the next few episodes. I spoke to Carl Murray from Catanical and this, this episode changed everything. We had recorded this episode just as Ireland was coming out of lockdown, how things were changing. And Carl was really honest. And it was that raw honesty that we then see trickle through the next few episodes. And I'm really grateful to all the makers and all the retailers that I've had on with me this season for their brutal honesty, for telling it how it is. And I've heard from so many of you in emails and DMs how you really respect the fact that people have opened up and have shared the way they're going through exactly what you've gone through because you're not hearing that within the industry right now. So Carl from Catanical was a brilliant guest. He spoke all about how he's really nurtured Catanical from the very beginning, how he started out and how he's really learned every single step and every area of his business. And I think that resonated with so many people because as makers, you do everything. You wear every single hat. And Carl talks about really passionately how he had to learn as he went along that he was building this business, talking to consumers, and actually figuring out how to build a website, figuring out how logistics work, especially in the heart of that pandemic. 
He mentioned conscious consumerism, and it's something that you can tell Carl is really passionate about, that he's really proud of the fact that his brand is grown and made and developed here in Ireland, and it's something that he really feels strongly about. And of course, it resonates really well then with his retailers as he wholesales, it resonates with his consumers as well, and it's something that makes his brand really special. So he spoke a lot about selling B2C, uh, B2B, but he also spoke about the logistical issues he's had. And it's not something many makers think about, that actually whether you're getting your vessels in, whether it's your raw materials coming from abroad, the impact that COVID's had in that respect has been incredible for his business. But again, he didn't sit back and just let it happen. He battled through and he found other ways of reaching the customer and staying connected, even in those moments where he didn't have key things to be selling them. So Carl Murray from Catanical, if you haven't checked out that brand, please do. It's an amazing brand. I have to say thanks to Tara Rafter, who I spoke to in season one of the Retail Tea Break podcast. I have Carl's oils, his rollables on my desk each and every day. And I love them. Episode four then of the Retail Tea Break podcast for season two was really lovely. I got to speak to Michelle Yanez Olivares from the other side of the world. Michelle is a proven retail strategist and an executive who has so much knowledge when it comes to both retailing but also e-commerce. She talked about juggling multiple brands and multiple customer personas with over 500 stores, 19 global brands and 20 online platforms to deal with. Michelle talks about actually how you separate your different customer personas and how you reach out and you communicate and you talk to each and every one of those brands but also each and every one of their customers in a really special way. She spoke about understanding the customer's needs. And again, this seems to be another thread that we've had throughout this season of the Retail Tea Break podcast. Really sitting down and grabbing that cup of tea, as you know I love to do, but thinking about, you know, what does your customer need from you? What are their issues and how can you solve them? And I suppose once you have the answers, it's then about how do you engage with your customer and how do you communicate? And doing all this correctly keeps them coming back. So again, Michelle talks about the longevity of the customer there, not just the one-off purchase, but actually to entice them, to keep them as loyal customers to ensure that they keep coming back. The other interesting thing about Michelle's episode is that as she transitions now from the role she had when we recorded this into a new role, developing teams and really nurturing her members, she spoke about the importance of not just talking to and engaging with the external customer, so the general public, but also the internal customer. So Michelle talked about nurturing and building and developing your colleagues around you, your team members, to actually grow and do more for you. And of course, the happier your staff are, your teams are, inevitably the happier your customer will be as well. So a gorgeous conversation with Michelle, and I'm sure we'll be catching up with her in the future as she tells us about her new role. Episode five then was one 
that I have to say I absolutely loved. Kieran and Vanessa from Bobe Interiors joined me to talk about the trust factor and no better duo to talk about just how important their customers are from them. If you've ever visited the physical store up in Carrick and Shannon, or if you visited their online platform or even their social media, you'll really understand just how important consumers are to Kieran and Vanessa. But Kieran hit on one thing that really, really spoke true to me during this episode. He mentioned that he's not just going to sell to a customer for the sake of it. In fact, the customer might go home without buying anything at all because he won't do that. He wants long-term customers. He wants long-term customers to be truly happy about working with Bo, buying from Bo, but knowing that Bo will do the best for you. So he won't just sell you a cup for the sake of it. He wants to ensure that you need it and that you're going to benefit from it before he'll sell you anything. And I suppose that's old school retailing for you and maybe something we've missed over the last few years. But this was an incredibly passionate, raw conversation where Vanessa and Kieran just spoke the truth from, from all their experience within growing this incredibly beautiful physical store, but also their incredibly successful online presence. Now, Vogue Interiors had an incredible online presence pre-pandemic. But then when the pandemic hit and we were all at home, it rocketed. That online presence exploded. Now, they had the foundations there before, but they spoke really honestly about how running an e-commerce business is a second shop. In fact, for them, it's probably bigger than running their physical store. So I think this really dispelled the myths that some people have that an online shop is a part-time business. It's a little bit on the side but it isn't. To truly run an e-commerce platform as successfully as Vogue do, you have to manage it in the same way you would a physical store. You have to give it people, you have to give it time, and there needs to be a budget there in order for it to grow, just like you would do with a physical store. So they were really honest about the reality of juggling an e-com site with a physical store as everything's opened back up, how they're growing their team to develop and nurture that but they were also really honest about the challenges and again this is something that resonated with so many of you they were brutally honest about how the fact that there are days on social media where it doesn't work but it's how they adapt to that it's how they respond and they change what they do that's enabled so many customers buy from them and for them to be so successful so it's an incredible episode where they both talk about building this long-term relationship, whether it's in their physical store or whether it's online, but it's something that's making them incredibly successful. Episode six then of the Retail Tea Break podcast this season saw me talk to Sarah Jane Usher, sorry, excuse me, Sarah Curran Usher, MBE from Truefit. And she talks to me about her incredible knowledge of this data-driven e-commerce reality that we're now living in. So Sarah's been in the e-com world for over 20 years and she talked to me about how she's seen that develop over time, about how our needs and wants as customers have changed, but also how the industry has had to keep up from it. And having come from running and owning a physical store, Sarah's really seen this transition from all of us being in our high streets and main streets to coming online. 
but also she was able to explain just how online retail, when it's done really well, how there's so much more behind it. And she talks to me about the importance of not only having the right data, but using it properly. So she's now MD of Truefit EMEA, and it was incredible to hear just how the data analytics that they capture are really propelling so many retail apparel brands in the right direction. And it's amazing to see why the data is talking to these brands and to the customer. So literally the fit of the clothing, the brand sizing they may have, just how important that is to the modern person nowadays when they're in a hurry to buy online that actually we don't want to be buying a size eight, a size 10, a size 12 and a 14. We just want to get it right first time. And we really appreciate the brands that help us do that. Sarah talked about building trust and loyalty and actually for Truefit to sit in the middle, both on the one side, having retailers to help and support, but also for them to be able to help and support their customers. It's about loyalty. It's about trust and integrity. And this is why consumers are signing up to Truefit in their droves. And then she hit on something that connected with me personally and something I'd never thought of before. She talks about the negative emotional connection. If you go online today and you find a pair of jeans and you buy the size 10 or the size 12, whatever your natural size would be, and then they arrive and they don't fit, how does that make you feel? So this negative emotional connection that we're now developing with key brands is detrimental. So on top of the fact that we know there's an explosion now with a returns rate that's gone through the roof during COVID, this is getting to the bottom of why. That if I'm buying a size 12, but actually it should be a size 16 I need, what's that doing to the consumer emotionally? How are they now seeing your brand? So Sarah talks about the importance of, of the honesty in the practical sense, but also how getting this right is making so many brands so much more money. Episode seven then of the Retail Tea Break podcast um, saw me talk to a woman who I've been after to talk to for so long. Katrina Considine from Moher Cottage has this incredible retail store in this amazing location on the cliffs of Moher right here in the west of Ireland. And she talked to me about not only becoming a retailer in the last few years, but becoming a maker as well. So this was a really special conversation into how she had the idea for the business. She developed that idea. She opened that retail shop. And then she decided that she would take a few images and sell them as well. And that she saw a niche in the market and started making fudge too. So Katrina and her team are doing so much, so well in Mohair Cottage. And it was just fascinating to understand the little steps that she took. And I suppose the dream she had and that now she's fulfilling by having this incredible successful store, but also having these, these brands, the fudge and the photography and the cards and the prints that you can buy sell all over the world. So Katrina talked to me about having this incredibly beautiful destination store. And actually, as this summer goes on, we're seeing her get busier and busier, which is wonderful. 
She talked to me about right at the beginning when she had this dream about turning this cow shed into a destination store. She had this urge to really understand the customer. And actually by incorporating what she'd seen and what she'd tasted and what she'd bought on her travels, she thought that she really understood that customer. And then she tested that idea. She talked to me about curating the range. And again, the range has stemmed from understanding her customers' needs and wants and fulfilling them. And then finally, in episode seven, she talked to me about using her team, the incredible team that she has at Moher Cottage, and actually how by understanding what they're good at, and by really enhancing this internal satisfaction, she's using her team to the best of their abilities to help and support her customers too. Episode eight then of the Retail Tea Break podcast season two was a very local one to me. So I talked about shopping local with Tracy Phillips from Phillips Memonswear and Phillips Shoes. And again, I know from your feedback that this was an episode that resonated with so many of you because Tracy spoke beautifully about their family history, about the journey her family's been on over the decades, through the generations to build this incredibly successful local retail dynasty that's really at the heart of the community. And we spoke at length about not only how the retail stores support the community, but also how the community supports them. So coming in, buying a suit for age seven from making the first Holy Communion to coming in 10, 20, 30 years later with confirmations or weddings as a guest, and then maybe coming in to buy a suit as the groom or as the father of the groom and how Tracy and her family have seen the community literally grow up around them. It was a really heartwarming episode, but one with a really, really important message. So not only did Tracy talk about the importance of all of us shopping local and supporting the brands that we have around us, but she spoke the truth about understanding your business. And it's again, it's not something that's talked about in the industry. It was this idea, once again, of going back to basics. It's looking at your numbers each and every day, but actually understanding them and understanding how you could improve your sales, your profitability, but also how not to waste that money that you're working so hard to earn by wasting it on people coming into your business who are supposedly supporting and helping you, but who just aren't right for your business. So Tracy was really brutally honest and really passionate about not only understanding how your business is making money, but being really careful about who you invite into that business to support it, to supposedly help it grow. Episode nine then of the Retail Tea Break podcast season two was with Dr. Dennis O'Hora, the consumer psychologist from NUIG here in Galway, spoke to me at length about the fascinating topic of consumer psychology. And I have to add, when Christiana Ross, who I spoke to in season one of the Retail Tea Break podcast, when she heard this, she contacted me. And I have a feeling in season three, I might just have to get these two together. It was an amazing episode where 
I suppose I asked a really blunt question and I wasn't sure whether I'd get an answer, but I asked Dr. O'Hora, you know, how do you turn consumers into paying customers? Probably a naive question on my behalf, but my goodness, did he give us some insight as to how the consumer psychology works, whether they're looking at your product online, on your e-commerce site, or whether they're in your physical store or at your market store or at your pop-up shop. And it was incredible. So I'd urge you, if you haven't listened to that already, you know, pop on and see what you can take away from just how the consumer mind works and how you can tap into that to sell to them. He also spoke on a really interesting level about culture and empathy and integrity and the importance of you as a brand having these human skills, but also how you can understand how to leverage them with the consumer as well. So I promise here and now that I will get Dennis O'Hora back next season to tap into his knowledge a little more. Episode 10 then of the Retail Tea Break podcast this season, I spoke to Emma Jane Leeson from Johnny Magori. Emma Jane has done an incredible amount of work at growing the Johnny Magori brand over the last few years. And again, just like before in previous episodes, she was brutally honest about the pains and the triumphs of growing the range. She described how she started the business with that very first Johnny Mogori book while she was still in full-time employment. But she hit on a real nugget of employing good people around you, going out there and getting the best advice. She was really honest about needing to get an editor for that very, very first book that she self-published and that she paid to produce herself. But by doing that, it set a benchmark and it set a precedence that everything Emma Jane and the guys at Johnny McGorry do is the best quality. It is the best that they can produce, which is why the consumers absolutely love her. So Emma Jane talked to me about leaving her full-time employment. She talked to me about building out that range and actually how it didn't always work. And again, she was so honest about how she's tried things and she's had to just leave them be and move on. And that's a nugget I took away from this episode. You might do all the work and all the research and you might develop a prototype or a couple of items that the consumer just doesn't like, that it doesn't work for whatever reason. Maybe the timing is wrong. Maybe the market has moved on. But Emma Jane was really clear just leave it be and move on. And again, this is how she's been so successful in developing the product range that now has a range of books, she has an app, and she has an upcoming animation series. So she's incredibly successful. And with that, she told us that she's now growing her team as well, that it's no longer something just Emma Jane can do as a maker, as someone that's now having all these various conversations, how she's selling all over Ireland and all over Europe. And she told us live on this episode that actually she's just now branching into the US. And it's not something she can do on her own. So Emma Jane also talks about how she's growing her internal team to support her customers too. Episode 11 then of the Retail Tea Break podcast was one 
that I really feel I personally needed to have. Having spent the last semester uh, in education, lecturing in retail, I wanted to talk to someone about just how important education in retail is. And again, this is someone who not only delivers short training courses, which I've been lucky enough to deliver for them, but also longer term courses that really set up the future of our retail industry. So in episode 11, I spoke to Dr. Oren Doherty from the Retail Island Skillnet. And I spoke to him at length about education and the need for training and understanding within this retail sector, especially in this post-pandemic world. He spoke to me about the apprenticeship in retail supervision, how you can work full time, but also upskill and educate as you go on. And the interesting thing about this was that actually huge benefits here, not only for the employee, but also for the employer and the customer. He spoke to me as well that once you've done this apprenticeship, that an awful lot of people go on to the next level. So they also deliver a degree in retail management practice. And wouldn't we all love to have a degree? And I was quite jealous as I told him that back in my day 20 years ago, I would have jumped at the chance of doing a degree in retail management practice. So an incredible opportunity there for those of you within the industry who are just starting out or are maybe several years in, but want to learn so much more. And he spoke to me about all the various modules over the years that you can get involved with. He spoke really passionately, and I suppose to someone who was as passionate as I am, about building a long-term career in retail. I've had an incredibly successful career, as many of you have listening, and it's wonderful to hear that those coming up behind us who are just starting out in this industry are able to build this concrete path to develop to develop in all the new areas of retail. So whether that's working in a physical store or running a region or a country, whether that's becoming the next CEO or whether that's going into the new technical areas of retail. He talked about the importance as well as employees looking for just more than the wage or the holidays, that they want to be able to have this education to really fulfill their need of widening the scope of what they're learning, but how this is really important for the employer to be able to entice new people to come into the workforce, but also to retain who they have. And right now with so many jobs on offer within the retail industry, this is how the strong brands are keeping their employ their employees. So that's the 11 episodes of the Retail Tea Break podcast this season. I really hope you've enjoyed listening uh, as I have having the conversations. And just a little note, really, or my thoughts on where we're sitting right now. So over the last six months, retail has reopened throughout the world and we see this strong retail online presence really building a momentum, whether it's with the metaverse, whether it's the mix of AI and VR, it's incredible to see all these new technologies being used. 
but also having that interaction in the physical store. So the new kind of word of digital coming into play. So whether that's having the iPads or touchscreens in your physical store for customers to help themselves have a look, look at what they're wearing in a mirror as they're getting changed and maybe seeing a fit of a new brand or a new item. But also the importance of back to basics. And we've heard that so much throughout this season of the retail podcast that although the tech aspect of retail is really kicking on, it's it's building this incredible momentum that's propelling us forward, that we can't forget the basics. And I think this is my one message to you that as we come out of this pandemic, we've lost so many of the human skills, the basics, the personalization, which we know in retail is so important for our consumers to feel seen, heard and understood. So whether that's personalizing an email that goes out to them, whether that's a phone call to say that a new items come into stock or whether as a maker, you have a loyal network of following, are we engaging with them? but also the importance of communication. And I think I've seen firsthand, whether that's in lecture halls with my students, whether that's in the real world when I'm visiting stores, we've lost some form of communication. An awful lot of our consumers, our customers, are less sure now of having those one-to-one physical, face-to-face conversations. So we need to work harder to entice them, to have them to build that connection but also online are we now sending 10 emails instead of picking up the phone if a customer has an issue or a query are we bouncing emails back and forth could we just personalize the service by picking up the phone do our chat boxes really work or actually are they frustrating the hell out of our customers and making them go elsewhere But internally, when it comes to communication, I think my key takeaway from what I've seen over the last few months is that how are you communicating with your team? Have you kept that communication up, whether it's a newsletter or WhatsApp, especially if you have new team members? And I'd urge you, even if you feel that you don't have time to deliver full training to them the way maybe you used to do, talk to them on a one-to-one level and give them this one line. Ensure that your new team member can say to a customer, whether it's on the phone, whether it's face-to-face, let me find out for you. Because the amount of physical stores I've been in over the last few months where I've asked a simple question, a genuine query, because maybe I've been buying something, and the person I've asked didn't know. And that's okay because we were all new once, we were all fresh to a brand. However, saying you don't know and walking away, saying sorry, it's my first day and I don't know and walking away is not okay in this day and age. But if someone says to me, I don't know, I'm new, it's my first day, but let me find out, then I'm more than happy and supportive to wait and encourage as I've done so on so many occasions this year. Consumers do have patience, but we need to help them have patience by teaching and training our new employees to say, look, it's okay to say, let me find out, and then come and find a member of staff or to call the customer back when they do have the information. 
I'm concerned that so many people are letting consumers like me walk out of stores, walk away from market stores or pop-up shops without buying because we haven't mentioned that one line to our new staff. Let me find out. Let me get that information. It is so simple and it's such a retailing basic, whether you are a retailer or a maker, but if we don't do it, we're losing money. So, of course, looking after our internal teams, our internal customers is vital as we move on through 2022. But also then, it's so important to continue this communication with our external customer, the consumer out there that might be at the top of your sales funnel that maybe isn't sure if they want to buy from you or not. So how are we communicating with them? Are we going to continue to engage across our various platforms or in our physical stores with that smile, with that pleasant, warm welcome? And as Deirdre Marta said during our branding, with a tone of voice and with the message that really shows who we are as a brand. Because remember, we're all in this business of retail to keep those consumers coming back. That's the important thing for the rest of 2022. So with that, enjoy a wonderful summer break, have plenty of tea like I will be doing, listen back and let me know what your favourite episode of season two of the Retail Tea Break podcast was. I would love to hear and please do recommend or share out any of the various episodes, subscribe to the Retail Tea Break podcast and then you'll be informed as soon as I'm back with season three in the autumn. So until then, Ensure that you like, subscribe and subscribe to the Retail Tea Break podcast. Connect with me on one of the many social media platforms, whether that's Instagram or Twitter or LinkedIn. Have a lovely summer and I'll be back in the autumn with season three of the Retail Tea Break podcast.